You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It may be February the 12th, but on the other hand, it's still early in 2021, although I must say 2021 has condensed itself into a whole year in just a month and a half. But we also have to look back at 2020, which is interesting because you have to look back in order to go forward. And what is the rest of 2021 going to yield? With me now is Duggan Matthews, who's the CIO of Marriott Investment Managers, speaking to us from KwaZulu-Natal. Duggan, it was a hell of a year, wasn't it? Just give me your perspective of it. We don't need to go over it too much, but 2020 was a year that has been characterised by two stocks that you brought up. Number one, Zoom. The other one, Boeing. It was a very interesting example that you gave. Yeah, Lindsay, it was an extraordinary year. I'm not sure if you'll ever see a year like it in financial markets again. I think the takeaway for me or the standout feature is that I think we had the fastest decline experienced in markets ever. 30%, 35% loss in a month. And then what I think was even more remarkable is that we managed to recover all those losses uh, in the space of the next four months. And then despite going through a a very difficult year in the real world, the market still managed to end uh, the year 18% up if you look at the S&P 500. And that really speaks to tremendous gains in, in technology stocks. Zoom being one of them, which was up nearly 400%, uh, the Amazons, Apples, Netflix, all around 60, 70, 80% up, which drove the market higher. We, you mentioned Boeing in the introductory question, and yes. yeah, that, that obviously experienced a different outcome altogether, obviously coming un- under a lot of pressure and finishing the year 30% down. But it was really a story of tech and uh, an extraordinary bounce back in markets as a result of central banks and governments going all in to ensure that we got through the crisis. So on the other hand, on one hand, you've got a 405% increase in Zoom at the time of writing. So 100,000 became 505,000, I think it was, for a Zoom investment. Uh, 100,000 in Boeing uh, went down to 65,000. Obviously, these things are cyclical and they're also linked to the global health crisis. Uh, So is 2021 the year to reverse these trends? In other words, think laterally and start to say to yourself, well, let's do something different this year because it's going to turn around. Yeah, I think that's the million dollar question. And after such a rally by some of these tech stocks, you would almost think so. If you look at the valuations of some of those um, tech companies that obviously benefited massively from COVID and the lockdowns really forcing us to a more digital way of life. They are looking quite demanding. So if you look at the MSCI tech index, it's PE ratio sitting at 40. And then if you look at more um, basic providers of goods and services to the real world, such as consumer staples, their PE is in the region of 20. So so I think one would expect as real um, life and normal kind of spending spending patterns um, start to reemerge, uh, that we could see some some rotation away from some of the major beneficiaries of 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 um, of last year into some of the, the the stocks that lagged a bit. One of the headlines of the paragraphs in the piece that you kindly sent me says predictable dividends offshore in the most uncertain times. You say it's estimated that dividends declined by approximately twenty percent globally in twenty twenty as many companies held onto their cash to endure lockdowns. We are pleased, that's you at Marriott, to report that none of the offshore companies we invest in cut their dividend, as highlighted in the chart below. So, in a way, you've sort of said, let's hunker down and get defensive and go with the companies with the good balance sheets and the proven dividend payers. 
Yeah, I, I think a point that we're trying to get across there is that is that COVID was completely unpredictable. There was no um, asset manager that could see it coming. So investor results were really at the mercy of of that that event. If you had lots of exposure to companies like Zoom, you did well. If you had lots of exposure to companies like Boeing, you did poorly. But it really wasn't. You couldn't. You couldn't. Um, I suppose pat your fund manager on the back saying, "Listen, you you you." Um, you, you preempted that. It was impossible to do so. So results were pretty arbitrary. At Marriott, what we like to do and our promise to investors is a more predictable um, outcome. So, so we want to make sure that whatever happens in the external environment, whether it be a health crisis or an economic crisis, really doesn't affect the underlying profitability, for better or worse, of the companies that we invest in. And what we were pleased about is that despite COVID and that huge decline in, in global dividends, you know, that's exactly what those co- companies de- uh, delivered because they produced the basic necessities of life, uh, such as cool drinks and toothpaste and yeah, everyday household items. You know, they, they weathered that storm and were able to still uh, produce dividend growth in the region of 6% on aggregate, not one of them cutting their dividends. And as a result, just plotting uh, not a spectacular course by any shape or means um, through the crisis, but a, but, a, but a solid outcome. And, and from that perspective, we were, we were very pleased. Okay, tell us about your different strategies, your different funds. Which are the ones that uh, in 2020 came under pressure or held their own? And which are the ones that you look to, to 2000, in 2021 uh, to, to be the, the, the outperformers? Give us an idea of how you've performed and how you hope to perform in the next uh, 10, 11 months. Sure. So I suppose the area of the market, our funds that struggled a little bit were the ones that invested in the good dividend payers here in South Africa. Yes. And the reason for that is the South African economy was a loser as a result of the COVID crisis in a, in a market characterized by winners and losers. We obviously were in a vulnerable position heading into the crisis. So, um, you know, it was a big blow to the South African economy. And even if you're investing in quality, robust companies like we do, uh, those companies came under pressure. Having said that, there, there, there has been a recovery more recently. Um, they, uh, dividend yields on those businesses are looking really attractive. And we would expect, you know, when, as the economy starts to rebound um, going into this year and 2022, uh, that that recovery will continue. What what performed really well um, for our investors were our income funds. We had the opportunity to invest in in government bonds in South Africa at very high yields during that crisis, which which was great for 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 um, the retired investors that we look after. We were able to invest in the, I think it was the R one eight six, the seven year government bond at a at a twelve percent yield um, on one of the days during the crisis, which was a great opportunity. And then of course offshore, offshore um, really served investors well, um, and we continue to um, to expect that going forward. It's probably our preferred growth asset class because the first world has the balance sheet available to it to really stimulate the economies and get them get themselves out of the COVID crisis. Uh, whereas emerging markets like South Africa, unfortunately, um, don't have that, that ability. Let's move away from equities if we can now, because another paragraph uh, headline says the following, SA bonds offering value. And I've conducted two interviews this week about uh, yeah. bonds, one local, uh, one international. And to me, they're starting to look really interesting in 2021. And I sense a sort of a shift in yeah. 
asset class allocation when it when it comes to bonds. Tell me about South African bonds. What do you think? We've got low, yeah. we've got we've got low growth, obviously, but we've got very low inflation. Yep. We've got a strong rand, and commodity prices doing well. I just I just think there's an opportunity still, although they have rallied nicely. Yeah, you can't argue with the highest real yields in the world. That's where they are currently. Uh, you can't go anywhere else and get better from a yield perspective. Um, so when you look at the South African economy, there's not much in the way of growth, but um, bonds are presenting investors a real opportunity for yield. And, and if you're getting a high yield, you don't need capital growth. You, you know, you're going to get, you can accumulate more capital and grow your capital through reinvesting that income. Or if you're a retired investor, you obviously can draw that income and live off it. And and as I mentioned earlier, you know, really, really attractive real yields, highest highest in the emerging world. One must acknowledge that the gov- the government's balance sheet is not um, looking in great shape at the moment. But having said that, commodity prices price increases are going to help the profitability of our miners, and 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 uh, that will help the tax revenue collection of the government. But still, not the greatest, not the strongest balance sheet. Obviously, we've had downgrades. So, so our advice to investors would not be to chase after yields in the long end of the curve, 10 years plus, but really focus on more the medium-term area of the curve, such as your five to, to eight, nine-year area where you can pick up um, 7 to 9% yields uh, where, there's very, where there's a very low probability of, of a default or anything like that happening um, during that period. Okay, let's have a look at your summary now. It says here, 2020 was a year where our investment philosophy and process was put to the test. Once again, it delivered what it's designed to deliver, reliable income, relatively low volatility, and more predictable capital outcomes. And then you conclude by saying the following, looking ahead, an environment of sluggish global growth and historically low interest rates is likely to persist for many years to come. That's quite a statement, as we pay back the debt accumulated during the crisis. And that debt really has piled up. This environment, you didn't say that, I said that. This environment should suit our investment style and ensure we continue to deliver on our promise to you more financial peace of mind. So what you're saying is, that although there's volatility and although there's a change in circumstances between 2020 and 2021 potentially, you're still sticking to your guns and you still think that the enduring themes of 2020, i.e. extraordinary times and increased debt and potentially yep. even more pain inflicted upon us by the global health crisis, you think this is going to carry on rather than just we're just going to snap back and forget all about it? Yeah, I, th- I think the price of the crisis to get us out of that crisis was debt at the end of the day. We loaded global debt increased by $15 trillion, which is a huge number. We've never seen anything like that before. And, and we know the, what more debt means. It means at some stage um, you're going to have to reduce your consumption and your investment and pay it back. So we think from a long-term perspective, which one needs to keep an eye on always, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's not off to the races. Um, but from our perspective, um, it doesn't change much. You know, we invest in good, solid businesses that operate in defensive industries, offering attractive yields when interest rates are so low. Um, so I think um, the investment merits remain unchanged they look relatively attractive and as as a result we we continue to believe we can produce good outcomes for investors so i think what you're saying here is that at marriott it doesn't matter whether it's boom times or depression or recessions or political instability covid crises you just do exactly what you do all the time and in other words invest in invest in high quality yep we try and keep it simple we try and uh, acknowledge that 
it's very difficult <laughs> to 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 make predictions about what's going to happen next. Uh, and COVID was a prime example of it. You yeah. know, no, so be prepared. Duggan, thank you very much for your time. That's Duggan Matthews, the Chief Investment Officer at Marriott Investment Manager, speaking to us from KwaZulu-Natal. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.